to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you today? I'm good, how are you doing today? Not too bad, yep. Uh, so, what have you been playing within the last week or so? Uh, I've been bouncing around a few things. Uh, re-downloaded uh, Battletech off of Steam, been playing that a bunch. Uh, finished up the first part of the... Uh, the uh, post uh, Warlords of New York DLC uh, for Division Two mm-hmm. got back into uh, State of Decay Two to play their new map. Um, it's it's okay. I mean, it's it's the new map, but it's still you know State of Decay. So I love State of Decay, as people know. Um, so it's one of those things that it's you know I'm just playing more of what I like. Uh, outside of that, not a whole lot. Okay. Um, cool. Uh, so yeah, like I said last week, uh, of course I went and downloaded the free um, Warzone. I almost forgot what it was called uh, the Battle Royale edition for Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Uh, I don't like it. I think it's um, it, it's got some good ideas. It does like the whole gulag thing when you get killed. Basically, you get into a one v one fight. Uh, with somebody else that's gotten killed, and if you win that fight, you get put back into the map. If you lose, you can spectate for some reason, uh, or you can just leave the game and jump into a new one. Um, but yeah, I, I, I can't, it's weird because you can have it's 150 players, and you have this big map, and you have basically small locations within this map. Obviously, certain stores and places and 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 whatever. Uh, but it just feels really, really spread out like i've i've played you know apex legends fortnite i've played uh some of the other battle royale versions and none of those felt as empty as what this does and it's not because of a lack of like players i'm noticing when i go into the lobby it does have 150 players in there and uh you would just think it would be a bit more packed um i also don't really think that the gameplay necessarily suits battle royale just just the fact of like okay if i'm not like an lmg guy or i don't use marks my rifles and i pick one up and then someone else has got a, a really good gun and uh, I, I don't know it it just doesn't really fit very well maybe they'll improve it over time but to me when i go to play call of duty i'm not really thinking i'm not really even thinking about like oh i'll jump into some Warzone. i'm thinking now i'm going to jump into free for all or cyber attack so whenever i'm spending any time in that game i'm just not even really thinking about Warzone. i mean one of my friends who i had on there the other day invited me to a game i was like oh he's gonna play cyber attack and then I, it, he loaded up the battle royale thing i was like look it, it'd be great to play with you and all that but i just don't want to do the battle royale thing and i played two matches i gave it a fair shot did the training and stuff and um like i said it's got some good ideas in there but it's just i don't know it feels feels quite bland feels quite basic and maybe it's because it's like really early days for it and they will improve it and who knows in six months to a year or even earlier than that it could be a lot better but uh at the moment i've just got no interest in playing it so um that's my i said i said last week i'd bring some impressions of uh, warzone and that is those impressions so um yeah, like I said, you know, you can go in and, and play it for free if you don't own the game, which is great. It's great that it is still free and you don't aren't required to have the the main game itself. But uh, it's just not something that is uh, gravitate that I'm gravitating towards. So uh, still playing like things like Cyber Attack, Cyber Attack, and Free for All. Still having um, a relatively good time with most of it. You know, there's still the occasion where like. I'll hit someone with an RPG or a grenade and it won't kill them and then they'll kill me and I'll get annoyed but uh, that's just uh, I mean what can you do so um, but uh, yeah I've, I've been doing a lot more uh, sniping recently than, than what I have been it's just really quite satisfying to look across the map 
and when you've only got 6v6 and you pick someone off it's uh, quite satisfying especially as if you kill a player on the game and they moan about it afterwards and they have a mic you can hear them for like three seconds and it's quite it's just quite funny to hear their responses and stuff um and you also get like let's say you're sitting not camping but you're sitting in a corner for a moment you kill someone and then you'll hear them just shout out for a minute like hey there's someone over there and then you think okay their their team roughly knows where i am so you have to kind of move and that sort of thing but um yeah i've been having a good time with it i suppose um played a little bit more luigi's mansion 3 uh it's good i i'm starting to feel i can't remember if i talked about this last week um but the repetitive kind of nature of it just the fact that like okay you go to a new floor you defeat a boss you get a new key for the elevator you go to that floor and then you defeat a boss again and it's repetitive in a weird way because each of the levels do have something new like there's the film set uh level there's the um and and there's other there's like a plant level we have to fight against different things there and you do have different like villains and stuff or different boss fights that uh you do but um i I don't know just it's just the whole nature of like okay get a button go to new floor get a button go to new floor it does feel slightly repetitive but i am on floor i think nine or ten out of twelve um so uh don't know i only have maybe a few hours left and uh we'll see how that goes but it is still fun i'm still having fun with it but uh it is slightly repetitive in 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 certain ways i still wish it did have that the, the top down kind of controls that you can use instead of like manually or turning left to right to actually i don't know the the the, uh, the turning on the game is still a little bit weird but uh that's uh what that's been like so i still haven't used any joy cons because obviously i still use the adapter for the ps4 controller which is just so much better so uh there is that um cool so that's all the stuff we've been playing uh recently let's move into some uh, housekeeping we'll see you for that in a minute Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, All you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. Sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon. There's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier that gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, let me just click on the website. There we go. Uh, so, um, did a podcast yesterday called uh, 20 TV Shows That You Can Watch That I'd Recommend That Have Either Finished or Are Going To Be Finished. So they're either shows that have had their final seasons and I liked the way that they ended, at least for the most part, or they had good endings or whatever, or or TV shows that have got final seasons kind of on the way, so you know they're going to be finishing. Uh, I mentioned 20 of those, so yeah, if you are isolating yourself for whatever reason, or you have to stay at home, or you can't go to work because 
of this virus and everything uh there's 20 tv shows that i've recommended and i also told you where you can watch those shows at least for the most part obviously i'm not in america so i don't know fully what's available where but um i have a, a good guess as to where certain things are so please check that podcast out as well continuing with the streaming service reviews itv hub this was this week uh that's of course all the itv channels itvb citv all that sort of stuff um yeah some fairly good stuff so we'll see how that goes uh speaking of streaming service services uh i won't have the review for it next week but disney plus is out next week in the uk in exactly one week so that should be pretty exciting as well uh but next week is going to be bbc iplayer and in the week after that once i've spent a week with disney plus uh is going to be the disney plus review so look out for those in the coming weeks uh let's play sundays for dreams on ps4 that's the one where i tried to uh, make a little something in there there's one coming up that that is coming out where i uh browsed on uh, dreams on ps4 and, and played some uh random stuff uh westworld season pr- three preview we will be uh tomorrow uh covering season three episode one of westworld to so look out for that uh so that's for westworld uh obviously on hbo and sky atlantic uh chat podcast for february and talking about some other stuff as well uh better call soul season five episode four we will be covering on thursday this week not on wednesday on thursday this week season five episode five for better call soul so check that out uh walking dead uk podcast that will continue on wednesdays as normal so look out for those and um yeah film reviews we've done some recent film reviews as well of course they're going to be paused for a while because things like quiet place mulan new mutants that were going to be coming out are not coming out now obviously because of this virus so i don't know obviously no one really knows when they're going to be coming out or when this is going to stop uh but there will be no more film reviews for a while because they're not coming out so there's not much not much we can do about that but still plenty of things happening on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms let's move into some news What would you like to talk about this week? Well, pretty much everything we have at some point or some level revolves around the, the virus and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, one platform that is benefiting from it is Steam. <coughs> they set a record this month uh, with 20 million uh, concurrent users, with 6.2 million of those being in-game at the time. Um, obviously, Xbox had a surge over the weekend as well, to the point to where Live was down for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this and this continuation of everybody's being quarantined, so let's go online, watch stuff, uh, is peaking. And just to give a relative, you know, perspective on that, uh, their last big peak um, they had 8.4 million in 2015, and then 14 million in 2017. Um, but earlier in the year, they had 18.5 million, and then obviously they broke 20 million uh, earlier. So uh, everybody's going online. Everybody's uh, you know got time on their hands. So let's watch some games and let's play some games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense that you know the digital side of things uh, would rise. Things like streaming services and and like you know, PlayStation Store, Steam, Xbox Live, uh, the Xbox Store, and all that sort of thing. Um, 
yeah, you know, like like we said, you're either if you're isolating yourself or you can't go to work because you work in like an office or whatever the case may be, you're in a public um, place or you're working where you're surrounded by people. Um, yeah, you're gonna sort of need to be maybe at home for a while and. Uh, yeah, makes sense that, you know, we live in a day and age where digital markets are very much a thing. People use them most of the time anyway, but uh, yeah, they will be uh, having a, an uptick, obviously, because it's, you know, ease of access and, and that sort of thing. So, makes sense. Um, but uh, yeah, let's just hope that we get out of this thing as soon as we can. Nobody really knows when that's going to be roughly, uh, but let's just hope for the best. So, but um, yeah, good for, I guess, Xbox, PlayStation and Steam with the uptick of uh, sales. So... Any other thoughts on this? No, it's just one of those things that uh, I really wish there wasn't quite uh, the overreaction to this virus just because, I mean, yeah, you should take things seriously, but you should Mm -hmm. be doing that anyway. Yes, you should. You know, everybody's washing their hands more. You should be doing that anyway. Everybody's uh, not being around people if they're sick. You should be doing that anyway. Right. Um, It's just... The, the number of cases is really low and the number of deaths is really low compared to just like a general flu. Uh, and I get the concept of it. It's called flattening the curve where they're going through all this isolation to try to keep the virus from spreading. It's just that it just didn't have the lethality that like a normal flu or like 10 years ago when we went through H1N1 or six years ago when we went through uh, Ebola. It just the numbers just don't bear out this level of quarantine and just, it's so confusing. Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things we're never really going to know why I know people that are conspiracy theorists and they think, Oh, it's, this is the second round and we've already gone through this once and nobody told us about it. And it's, you know, government, this and conspiracy, that, and it's, you know, fun to talk about in a weird way. But other than that, you know, just calm your shit. People, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, yeah, let's just uh, wish everybody the best, I suppose. Um, what else do you want to talk about today? Uh, well, Bill Gates announced the other day that he is stepping down from uh, the board at Microsoft. Now, 12 years ago, he uh, stepped down from the company's day-to-day operations, but main, uh, maintained his presence on the board. Uh, he announced on LinkedIn that he is going to dedicate more time to his philosophic uh, pro- uh, priorities, uh, he has been donating billions for years um, in areas that's needed. He's done a lot uh, to control um, malaria outbreaks in Africa, things like that. Um, but he is stepping down off of his thing for the board. Obviously, um, he's uh, still going to be part of Microsoft. He helped co-found the company. He's mm-hmm. leaving just to go do other things. Uh, he co-founded Microsoft in 1975, which is so weird to think how long ago that was i'm older than microsoft um but he's spending more and more of his times uh with the bill and melinda gates foundation which is the the charitable foundation he set up a long time ago with his wife melinda and he's just gonna be spending more time on that so it's it's nothing serious nothing to panic about it's just you know he's just deciding that his life needs to go in another direction and i fully support that yeah, fair play to him. I mean, you know, he's he's obviously had quite a big success at Microsoft. He's probably got billions, and uh, you know, when you when you work hard and you make a big company like that, and you are successful, then uh, th- there you go. So, um, 
he he's not someone I I mean you know with all you know Xbox has been going for however long and obviously Microsoft has been doing other stuff as well. I haven't really heard Bill Gates's name for quite a few years actually, but uh, yeah, I saw this news as well. Obviously, you're you're bringing it up in the podcast, and I thought like, huh, make makes sense. You know, he's uh, you know just just relaxing his life and um, or you know t- t- taking things a little easier and um, yeah, spending time with his family, I suppose, and on some other stuff. So. Um, uh, yeah, hopefully he has a, a good time with whatever he decides to do next. So, uh, good stuff. Uh, anything else you want to say about this? Uh, no, but I mean, it's it's cool that he's deciding that he's going to spend more time doing charity work. Mm. It's yeah. one of the things that I, I'm very much of the kind of person that doesn't make people do things with their money. I know I have a lot of people that I know that's like, oh, you should be doing this with your money, and you should be doing this with your money. It's like, no. He earned it. He can do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that he's he's directing a lot of that to charity work. It's always a good thing, you know, when life blesses you to the extent that he has that you you know you pass that along. But I'm not gonna hate on anybody if they don't. So, right, yeah. So there we go. Uh, what else do you want to talk about today? Uh, well, Microsoft did announce that they are going to be holding a digital event in lieu of uh, E3 since E3 has been canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil Spencer tweeted out that uh, E3 has always been an important moment for Team Xbox. So we'll be celebrating this next generation with the Xbox community on All Who Play during, during a digital event. Obviously, they have not released the, uh, the time and place for the digital event. We'll be on that as soon as that happens. Um, and on like a wider note, this might actually completely kill E3 at all, like completely, because Microsoft has stepped out. They didn't do it last year. They had already announced they weren't doing it this year. Uh, Nintendo's been doing their own live stuff for a while now. Um, and E3, the ESA, which is the organization that controls E3, E3 is half of their yearly income. And not having it this year is seriously seriously going to um, hurt the organization. And they might not be able to recover from that. And that's going to be really weird if there's no more E3s. Yeah, I mean, you know, with most of these companies going digital this year, you know, Nintendo's probably going to do direct. Ubisoft said that they're doing something digital. Microsoft has. Obviously, Sony wasn't planning on going anyway. Uh, EA was probably going to do an EA Play style thing. That will probably be digital. And yeah, when you, it, it's it's a sad truth in a way for the entertainment side of E3, but you do have Twitch and YouTube and websites and internet and you don't you don't necessarily need you know a stage as fun as it is to see like hey come into the stage as phil spencer to talk about the xbox series x and the crowd cheers and as fun as that sort of stuff is like um this whole corona thing will put into perspective like okay do we need the stage presence like it's it's fun and it's cool but like you could do the exact same you know here's it's a new gameplay of ori in the will of the wisps or whatever and here's halo infinite and you can do those exact presentations but on youtube or on twitch and stream them at certain t- i mean like uh you know sony's been doing with state of play and like nintendo's been doing for however many years with direct uh that probably will be the future and i do think if not next year because uh, obviously you know they, they most companies were still planning to do uh stage presentations in some way at least people like microsoft and ubisoft and that um it'll be interesting maybe not next year but the year after because i suspect we uh, maybe next year could be like the last stage type of E3 because it was still obviously planned for this year but obviously with the the virus and crowds it wasn't 
going to be ideal but uh, I think the year after that will really be kind of telling um, of maybe like okay we can still do these same I mean because you still see gameplay trailers and launch trailers and story trailers they will get released on YouTube eventually and people still watch them from home and all that sort of thing um, but uh, yeah it'll be, it'll be interesting to see this year when we do get okay like no one really on a stage you'll still see like okay a video of Phil Spencer talking about like the Xbox in some way or the upcoming games and that and it will all be all, all be on Twitch and YouTube and whatever um, it'll be interesting to see coming away from E3 this year once it happens to feel like okay do we actually need a stage we don't really need one sort of thing I mean even with like some of the insight I've not really watched much of it but I've seen some of the like Xbox episodes and stuff from uh, Larry Herb and they're not really at like stages or anything so um, yeah you can still do those same things but just in the online platforms that we all use anyway because I mean just be honest like unless you're actually going to E3 if you're like IGA and all the press or something you're going to be watching that stuff at home anyway so it won't affect that particular audience like me and you who are going to watch probably all the YouTube and Twitch stuff from home it won't make really any difference to us but uh yeah, that's. I mean, I think this is the direction E3 is going to go. I also think that could be a way of saying, like, okay, this is still, like, okay, Nintendo's E3 Direct, but it's on YouTube, or, like, okay, this is Microsoft's E3 presentation, but it's on Twitch or YouTube as opposed to a stage, and I think that's probably the future we're maybe going down, at least for the foreseeable, foreseeable future for uh, E3. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I mean... And and the E three organization has had a rough go with for the last couple of years. If you're yeah. if you follow more closely, you realize they accidentally linked leaked everybody's personal information. So if you've been to an E three from like two thousand eight on, your information got leaked. Yeah. Which is not a good thing. Um they've had a lot of problems with a couple other things and it's not like the especially from Microsoft, it's not like they can't hold a public event. They own a student I think they either own the theater or they just, you know, paid enough to have the naming rights on the theater. But there is the Microsoft Theater yeah. really close to where E3 was held. So they can just hold an event anytime they want, basically. That's, you know, the kind of money you have when you can put your name on something. You pretty much get the run of the place. Yeah. Um, Sony, you know, they're they're trying with their state of plays. I, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of it, but they're still trying to get their feet wet with it. And like I said before, Nintendo's been doing their own thing for a while. Yeah. Um, with both the Sony and uh, the Nintendo, I would like a little bit more interactivity. Um, that's the thing that Microsoft has been doing for so long when they do their uh, Inside Xbox every now and then. You know, it's live on their Mixer channel. You know, there's chat interaction. They'll give prizes away every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, and so both Sony and Nintendo could learn a lot from that, you know. And that's something that I've said and we've talked about repeatedly on multiple podcasts is that Sony doesn't have a face for their company anymore. And uh, Nintendo used to on the American side with Reggie fils but he's going over and trying to save uh, GameStop now. Um, and we haven't really seen anything from that, but it's only been like a week. You know, I can't expect to turn around yeah. in a week. Um, but yes, yeah, Sony needs somebody to be the face for the fan interaction and for the social interaction. Um, and, you know, if they can find that person, then, you know, I would like those state of plays a lot more because that is what part of what the, the you know, the the inside Xbox is fun with uh, uh, Major Nelson and all the crew that, that they do. It's it makes it a lot more enjoyable. It makes it a lot more personable. Yeah. Yeah. So 
we shall see but uh, i'm still looking forward to whatever e3 is going to be this year nonetheless because like we said we're heading into a next gen situation and uh we've got some exciting announcements hopefully on the way not us e3 i'm talking about so uh what else do you want to talk about today uh well finally what i have and talking about announcements a lot of the uh youtubers that microsoft likes uh, digital foundry a couple other places get their first real hands-on on the final build for the series x and my god is this thing a beast it is an insane insane beast if you go on youtube and i'll put this on the facebook page as well it's like a full half hour breakdown of all the components and you can see just how much everything is we did finally get uh figure out what the hell that weird ass port on the back of the uh, series x was and it turns out they made a proprietary well then they made a data storage port so you got a little tab plug like the old memory cards back in the day that you could plug in an extra terabyte (laughs) um i hope that they're not going the uh the sony route and make it exclusively proprietary let other people make their own version yeah. yeah, like the Vitas and the memory cards and whatnot. Let other people make it. Um, and that's the only real thing that I can't... I don't even have an issue Issue with it is with it. It's just I don't understand it. Because if you go through the specs, it does say it supports USB 3.2 external hard drive support. So I can understand, you know, games are getting bigger mm-hmm. with uh, Cyberpunk c- coming out, at, you know, in September. That game's going to be at least 100 gigs. So we need more space. I just don't understand the concept of putting that much effort into making a thing when better things already exist. I mean, it is a solid-state drive, so it will be you know faster than a, a USB connection. But it just it doesn't make any sense. But you know, we'll see it when the final product comes out. Um, outside of that, the core specs. If you're a tech guy like me, then they're huge. Um, you know, it's an eight core, 3.8 gigahertz processor, customs into CPU. Uh, the graphics in uh, 12 teraflops, uh, 52 core units, uh, seven nanometer processor, which is huge. Uh, it's got 16 gigs of GDDR6 internal uh, with a memory bandwidth of 10 gigabits at 560 gigabits per second. It's going to be a one terabyte internal storage. Uh, it's got uh, the optical drive is your your 4K UHD Blu-ray drive, and then uh, if you watch the video, and I highly recommend watching the video, they they give a really good demonstration of uh, ray tracing, um, and their 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 uh, their ability to quick resume up to four games. Yeah, that, that looked pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, and one of the games that they demoed was State of Decay 2, which is a game I play a lot, mm-hmm. and they have the One uh, X. And the Series X, and they both start them from from fresh, and the Series X boots up in like four seconds, and it takes a good like thirty five seconds on a One X for State of the K two to pop up, and that you know if that's going to be the benchmark and the standard, I can see why everybody's freaking out about that because I'm all for shorter load times. Oh yeah, and when uh, Sony was given like the bare bones details on the PS five, that was one of the things they were saying it's going to be super quick load times. And now we have a demonstration of that, and that shaved like 30 seconds off of a load time for a game. And that's not for like the super most demanding graphical game, like a, a, like a Call of Duty or something. This was, you know, stated to K2, which I love and I play a ton of, but 
you know, if I if it's not like in a idle state in a background, I'll start it up and I'll go go to the bathroom and get a soda or something because I know it's not going to be running for <laughs> a few seconds. Yeah. And to pop that up, you know, shut up and take my money. Yeah, I mean it's it's good stuff with the with with the loading things that they're doing. And uh, I saw this video; I think it was posted by Xbox of them basically switching between games, and they were loading up pretty quick and uh, looked really really good and looked you know fairly seamless. You know, you still bring up the guide and you click on Ori or or Forza or whatever Xbox game you're playing. Obviously, it doesn't have to be an exclusive game; it can be you know Red Dead. Call of Duty, whatever. So, um, yeah, that was great. Um, it's it's something I think that we should expect a little bit more from for, for these consoles because there's been talks for a long time about like, okay, you can probably expect you know shorter load times, not to, not to cut load times out. Obviously, the games still have to actually load, uh, but to to cut them down tr- quite dramatically is going to be seemingly a big thing in this next generation, which I'm looking forward to. Um, and yeah, the whole, this whole idea of like save states and quick resume re- resumes and all that sort of thing. Uh, I'm a big, big fan of, so, uh, we'll see how all that goes, but, uh, it was, yeah, it was really good to see that kind of demonstration from, uh, Xbox yesterday. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, in terms of the, S- uh, the, uh, storage thing that we talked about um yeah as long as it's just a normal like sd card that you can get and it can be however many gigabytes or whatever as long as it's not like you said with the whole stupid vita thing where i i remember getting a um because i do still have my ps vita although i don't really use it for different reasons um and yeah i remember going to get like a, a memory card for or an ssd card for that and it was like 10 pounds for like a one gigabyte uh, data th- something like that anyway it, it was a lot more expensive than what it should have been um, that's a bad path to kind of go down so we just hope that these are normal S, uh, SD cards that you can you can put in the Xbox and not just like Xbox specific ones because um, that, w- that would be a weird mo- road from Microsoft to kind of go down I think considering their attitude towards basically everything so far has been a lot better than Sony's in terms of uh, th- these sorts of things um, so we we will see but it's good to yeah we're getting more news and it's uh it, it's good to see that it's just i think more people at this point want like okay what about you know obviously we know what the xbox uh series x looks like we know what the controller looks like now we'll talk about that in a little bit um but yeah it's it's time for i mean sony we're going to talk about it in an email later but sony is going to do a little presentation tomorrow on the ps5 we'll talk we have an email that links to that which i'll talk about later but uh yeah, it's time to start showing like, okay, what's the prices for these? What are the games going to be? Uh, and what does things like the PS5 look like? So, it don't you find it weird that we know what the Xbox looks like, but we don't know what the PS5 looks like? Because you can show that off and not be too worried about competition. Because I mean, like, regardless of what these things look like, it's all down to like, okay, price, games, and how well the things run. It doesn't really matter quite so much about. Okay, I'm gonna. I, I, it, uh, are people really going to say like? I mean, some people probably might, but are you are you really going to turn around and be like, okay, I'm not going to get the PS5 because it looks ugly compared to the Xbox? Like, I don't really see what the issue is there. But um, I suppose we'll, we'll hopefully finally see something tomorrow. So we shall see. But uh, interesting and exciting stuff nonetheless. And uh, of course, next week we'll be back to talk about whatever Sony is going to be discussing. But um, yeah, you said that's the last of your news pieces. Yeah, and just to be clear, there's always been branded stuff. I mean, you can get yeah. you can go on Amazon and get an external hard drive that says Xbox on it. Uh, when uh, the first big expansion to uh, the pirate game that Microsoft owns, and I can't think of uh, nothing. Sea of Thieves, yeah. 
they did a branded uh, Sea of Thieves external storage, and it came with some in-game items. So that's always been the case. Right. My my hope is that it's only made by Microsoft. That it's not only made by Microsoft. That other companies can make that storage as well. So. Yeah. yeah. So. There we go. Uh, moving on to some demo news. Uh, the Resident Evil 3 Remake is, of course, coming out very soon, but you can download the Resident Evil 3 demo, I assume, on PC, Xbox, PS4, the usual consoles. I don't think this game is going to be on Switch, is it? So, uh, that is going to be the demo for Resident Evil 3 Remake is going to be out on March 19th, which is in two days' time. So, it will be on Thursday. It will be available for you to download. I'm going to be trying it out myself, and I'll give some impressions next week. Uh, and the open beta for the multiplayer attachment thing uh resident evil resistance the open beta is going to be starting on march the 27th which is in next week yes next week uh friday because that's when mulan was going to come out but obviously isn't now so um yeah any thoughts on the dates for these things what's your excitement level for resident evil 3 uh i was never a big resident evil fan but Mm. you know people like it and i'm definitely gonna try the demo just because i'm curious about the demo yeah um but i don't see myself actually buying that game so yeah okay um yeah what about the uh open beta thing i mean in terms of me with multiplayer stuff i'm obviously quite busy with call of duty and i haven't played star trek for a while so i don't really want to add any more multiplayer games to my library per se but i'll maybe give the de- the open beta a shot if you know it's free or whatever uh I mean, you- usually they are isn't it usually closed betas that you get with pre-ordered games i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. it, i guess it changes per game but um yeah, if that's free to, to be able to use, uh, I'll at least give it a shot, but um, it's not something I want to necessarily invest in. But in terms of Resident Evil 3, I will, I will be renting it, and I will be playing the uh, story, at least, and dealing with uh, Nemesis. So that'll be interesting. Uh, speaking of Resident Evil as well, which we're obviously on the topic, topic of talking about, there was some misinformation last week about, like, oh, Nemesis can get into safe rooms, uh, or save, safe or save rooms, and uh, he can, like disrupt that and of course in Resident Evil 2 remake um obviously Mr X the the villain of that game is following you around but you can go you could go into save rooms um Capcom did clear up that yes you can go into uh save rooms in uh, or safe rooms rather in Resident Evil 3 but there's certain certain areas with save booth things or whatever um where nemesis can get to you but that was that was actually the same situation in resident evil 2 because if you remember the uh main hall in resident evil 2 mr x could get into there and there was a save type uh, there was a typewriter thing in there um so i guess it's the same situation but maybe someone i I think someone was maybe confused about like they went into an area that they thought was safe because there was a typewriter there and they wrote up about like nemesis can get into those rooms but capcom did clarify that uh nemesis can't get into those rooms but uh, he obviously can get into areas where there's typewriters that are more open if that makes sense so um any thoughts on uh nemesis being able to come and get you no i like i said i don't play those games so it wasn't really an issue for me to begin with so cool uh but yeah i'll be looking forward to that and seeing i i every every single time i hear about nemesis nemesis it's like okay mr x was nothing compared to this guy i never specifically had that much trouble with mr x maybe it's because i played on easy because why would i stress myself out more with the resident evil game but um yeah if he's like a lot lot worse we'll see what that's like obviously well in two days apparently uh so well that's when the demo is coming out we don't know if nemesis is going to be in that level of the demo but um 
yeah, interesting stuff nonetheless. And uh, yes, good luck everybody who's going to try and get away from him. Which is everybody who's going to play the game, I assume. So... There we go. Uh, moving on to more goodwill from Microsoft. Of course, last week we talked about... I think it was last week. We talked about uh, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is going to get the uh, free update, free patch update for the Xbox Series X. Uh, well, Gears of War 5 is going to be following up with the same thing. It's going to be getting a free upgrade with the Xbox Series X. So the same basically thing... Uh, basically the same thing that uh, Cyberpunk uh, was having talked about last week with CD Projekt Red. Um... Yeah, any thoughts on another game that's going to be getting a free update for the Series X? I mean, it's good if you get that console and you want to play those games. So, Yeah, and it's not to be unexpected. I mean, that is you First know, party. Microsoft's yeah. flagship uh, title between that and Halo Infinite. Those are mm-hmm. you know the two big games that they use to show off how cool their graphics are. So it makes sense that they're going to do that. Um, and obviously, you know... A part of that is a bit of a reaction because everybody's had to buy the uh, um, Skyrim so many times. Right. Yeah. You know, because it came out with the the regular one, and then it came out with the uh, the current generation one, and then there was this and that and the other, so... Mm-hmm. Oh, an update on Skyrim, by the way. I remember maybe a month ago I said I was playing Skyrim in VR. It Honestly, I, I know this is a weird thing to kind of put me off. It just looks so ugly I couldn't play it anymore. <laughs> It, I, I, I mean, like, I, I've, I've talked to David about um, when I played the normal version on PS4, and it was like fine. And then he said, basically, okay, yeah, if you're playing it on like PC and you can do mods and you can uh, improve a bunch of stuff, it's a good enough game. Like, if you can put up with the ugliness of it, but uh, it, it, it. You know when, obviously, we're trying to play games and we're trying to be immersed in their worlds and stuff like that. I just didn't feel immersed in that world at all. I felt like I was just walking around in some weird thing. I don't know, so that's why I kind of stopped playing that. But uh, yeah, that's a little mini update on Skyrim. So, but yeah, if you and of course you know with the Gears of War franchise, all of the old ones are probably going to be playable through backwards compatibility because obviously uh, they've already got that in place, which is something that you've brought up a bunch of times, which is great as well. So yeah, whether you're getting an Xbox One or a Series X or an S or an X or whatever part of the Xbox family, um, you'll be able to play all of Gears of War and probably eventually. I mean, you can get. Um, yeah, Gears 5 on uh, Game Pass. So, uh, And I assume the others as well are, are probably on there. So, yeah, good uh, kind of cheap program to get into. And you can play uh, all of the Gears of War games. So, um, it's good stuff. Because that's something you, you've given a lot of praise uh, to Microsoft for. Uh, obviously, getting their backwards compatibility thing sorted out. And then we know, obviously, with the Series X, they're obviously going to be able to play... You know, the old Halo games, the old Ori game, and uh, the Gears of War games. So, um, yeah, any thoughts on that? Because that's something you've given them praise for in the past yeah it's just one of those things that it's more games is always a good thing so it's it's you know it's it's always good so not really much to say past that cool um we have a little topic thing here to talk about but i'll save that for after we've talked about the rest of the news here i have a few more things to go through uh some more stuff from uh cd project red uh their new next new title obviously after cyberpunk 2077 comes out hopefully in september is going to be set in the witcher universe uh we don't i don't think this is going to be witcher 4 i don't think it's going to have Geralt because his story was believe me finished finished uh i mean sure you can always 
reboot on whatever but I don't suspect that that's what this is um, the development is going to be beginning after Cyberpunk launches hopefully in September um, we also have a little note about Cyberpunk's development but um, yeah any thoughts on a new Witcher game I know you said you didn't quite click with Witcher 3 you recognised it as a great game obviously but uh, it didn't quite click for you but um, any thoughts on a new Witcher game being in development or going to be after yeah, I mean, Cyberpunk it's... comes out it's not really a surprise that they're going to develop another Witcher game. I mean, they yeah. they got so much praise and so much hype. And Witcher 3 was a great game. By any and all metrics, it was huge. And then when the Witcher TV series came out, it spiked again in playthroughs and more people jumped on that uh, that game. So it's not surprising that it's going to get more. That's mm-hmm. you know kind of par for the course. Um and kind of a tangent to that, there's something that I didn't bring up, but it was something that I saw. Uh, Cyber uh, CD Projekt Red announced that they're going to be giving the reviewers uh, of the game really early access. They said weeks in advance, which is a good thing for the reviewers because now you don't have to try to power through and beat a game as yeah, massive as uh, you know as Cyberpunk in a week. Yeah, so. You don't want to rush through a big game like that, so that makes uh, sense, and that's uh, really, really good. Um, speaking of just a little update, because I was checking some stats today for Entertainment Talk, and uh, people are still listening to our Witcher podcast, which is great. Obviously, word of mouth for the show has been really great, and the show's really great, and the podcast have been doing really, really great. It's our most successful podcast we've done. And I uh, just want to thank everybody for continuing to listen, obviously, to this podcast and to all the other ones that we got. But, uh, yeah, I checked some stats today, and they've uh, gone up again, which is really good. So I uh, just want to thank everybody very, very much for the continued support with that. And, uh, of course, if you have seen or haven't seen uh, The Witcher on Netflix, we both recommend it. And, uh, of course, we have podcasts for all the episodes. So please check that out if you want to as well. And, of course, you can see Henry Cavill returning to a screen so that's great as well uh yeah little note update thing on uh, yeah so just other speculation on this witcher thing i suspect you can i mean the witch is a big universe i suspect maybe you'll play as a different witcher and you'll just have like a similar game but with a different character whether or not that will resonate with people obviously because people really like um Geralt and obviously they really like him since henry cavill played him and all that sort of thing whether or not that will be successful remains to be seen. Obviously, we're probably a good few years away from even seeing this game, but because um, obviously they're still developing their current one, Cyberpunk 2077, at the moment. Uh, but that's what I suspect it probably is. I don't think it'll be a, any kind of reboot that doesn't really make sense. That doesn't also seem like a CD Projekt Red thing to do. Um, but uh, yeah, I suspect it's maybe a, a either that or it's like a series spin-off or it's it's something else. But um, yeah, any suspicions as to what the game could be, like, in terms of that sort of thing? No, but, the, you know, these games are based on the book, so maybe the yeah. author has a new book out, or he has, you know, other stories that you can talk about, mm-hmm. um, and we'll just go from there and see what it does. Cool. Uh, yeah, one other, one other note that they released, uh, they said that Cyberpunk 2077 will not be delayed because there's been uh, adjustments to their development, obviously, coronavirus, uh, and obviously, you know, Con- uh, not not confined workspaces workspaces with lots of people obviously that's not really advised to uh, do that at the moment so it makes sense but um because you know most of hollywood is pretty much shut down tv and film wise but uh some games can be developed from home i suppose i, I was reading a few tweets yesterday from uh people commenting uh developers commenting on this and they said yeah it's it's possible it's not like ideal obviously but there can be game development work done from home and it seems like this is 
probably the road that Cyberpunk is going down. So uh, hopefully we still get the game in September. Because um, we were going to get it, yeah, in about a month, weren't we? Uh, originally, obviously, it got delayed. It got delayed before all of this uh, coronavirus thing. But um, yeah, any thoughts on their adjustment to development? I mean, it's to be expected. So Yeah, and it's one of those things that there's a lot of easier, easy ways for game development to be done you know at home so yeah yeah because you're not like on a set filming you know big tv shows or games and i'm not i'm not trying to make game development sound easier but you do most of that from what i've seen on a computer so we'll see how that goes uh we've already talked about e3 of course uh one more other piece of news before we get into a topic and then into an email uh warner brothers was planning to do an e3 event to talk about harry potter of course last year was it when we saw that leaked footage uh, which mm-hmm. some people suspected was fake. I don't think it was fake, but obviously we don't know that for sure. Uh, they were apparently planning... This comes from Jason Schreier through Kotaku, who is a source I trust, uh, and that sort of thing. Um, they were planning to do an E3 thing to talk about Harry Potter, this Batman game that they've been teasing for months, for whatever reason, and uh, Rocksteady's next game, which I don't think is going to be a Batman game, but we, we don't know what exactly that's going to be. Again, I suspect we could get... You know, you could just get a hey, YouTube, here's a um, Warner Brothers Games E3 presentation video, and it's like, I don't know, an hour or something, and uh, show off the games. Basically, like we've already said, you've got YouTube, you've got Twitch available to use. Um, Do you suspect that they'll probably do that? Do some sort of online video, talk about those games, basically? Yeah, that would make the most sense. They can go on Twitch or YouTube or Facebook or whatever and knock that out pretty easy. I mean, they've already probably, like I said, they were going to do... an E3 thing anyway, so they can just take mm. whatever video background they were going to do and then just put it online. So Yep, yep. Uh, but yeah, what's your excitement level for these three games? Uh, a Harry Potter game, a Batman game, <coughs> and whatever Rocksteady is going to be making? Uh, Harry Potter, not a huge amount of excitement. I was, I mean, I'm familiar with the series, but I've never played really any of the games. Uh, Batman, you know, the the... Arkham Knight was kind of a letdown, but the series itself is pretty strong, so we could, you know, something could do, you know, really good with that. Uh, the the new one, it would be is the one really I have the most excitement over, just because I love new IPs. And, you know, when something's been established and proven great, you know, yeah, sure, give me more of that. But if you can come up with something new, something original, that's where I'm just like, ooh, what's this thing? Let's try this out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any other? I, I mean, I'm a little bit d- d- kind of done with guessing what Rocksteady's game is because we could just go on and on about what that could possibly be. But uh, any other guesses? I mean, we haven't heard anything new for a while, so it's uh, quite unclear at the moment. Hard telling, really. It could literally be anything if they don't <laughs> want to name it. So yeah, could be new IP. It could be something Warner Brothers related. So we shall see. Um. But uh, yeah, in terms of Harry Potter, I, I I'm not like you know a, a diehard fan. I, I like the films a lot. I think they do some good things. Um, I would be quite interested to see a, a Harry Potter game. We don't have any good ones. We have a lot of them out there. Obviously, there's the the film tie-ins which we used to get. There's the Lego games which have you know no dialogue and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, if you do like a fully fledged RPG sort of Harry Potter game from Warner Brothers, I think that could be quite good, especially with you know today's. Uh, technology that we have as opposed to the the film tie-in games that we've gotten so uh, and yeah if it looks like it's if it's going to be that game we saw before which looked fairly good from the 
leaked footage that we saw that looked pretty good as well so yeah i'm all for that um new batman game i'm very very much up for, up for a new batman game i don't think it will be tied into the arkham series i think it will just be like a new batman story because it's, it's from the teasers and stuff that we've had it looks like it's going to be some sort of court of owls thing which i don't remember them being in the arkham games to be honest it was mostly joker wasn't it so mm-hmm. and like scarecrow and and some other characters penguin read the trophies obviously so that could be really great um and then rocksteady yeah it could be a completely new ip something we've never seen before it could be ninja turtles game could be a justice league game could be a flash video game we, we have no idea so uh that is that um yeah moving on to a topic that we have i saw this on twitter and wanted to bring it into the podcast um franchises that we want to see as big triple a games so if you think of some of the big properties out there at the moment that don't really have a good video game treatment and uh, if you turn them into video games obviously we can choose our own genres because there's no rules here i thought of a few of them i don't know if you've thought of too many but obviously you can keep thinking while i uh bring up my ones one idea was uh i can't remember if you said you played days gone but you've seen it at least haven't you Mm -hmm. Uh, days gone if you basically do that like the exact same game with you know locations you've got bike mechanics you've got zombies you've got uh you know some good uh gameplay and gunplay and stuff in there if you basically take exactly that and make it just a walking dead game like you basically take all the days gone story and theme out of it you keep all of the gameplay you keep all of the the mechanics and everything that was there. Obviously, clean the game up a bit because it was a bit glitchy in certain situations. You do exactly that game, but you have like, okay, here's Alexandria, here's the t- hilltop. You can play as Rick. You can interact with Michonne and Daryl and whatever, and you could make a little Walking Dead story. I think that would be uh, pretty good. Uh, one other one that you could do. Um, oh damn, I've forgotten them. Um, I'll try and remember the other ones in a minute. Did you think of uh, any games we could see? Ah. Uh... I mean, there's always that possibility, um, but it's just one of those things that, you know, whether or not somebody would actually go into that is another story. Um, not really, because most everything has some kind of a game or a game tie-in. I could maybe see, uh, like, maybe an Arrow game that mm-hmm. might work. That could be interesting, you know, a little first-person shooter, but as a sniper. But there was already a, a game that was kind of like that. It was called Thief back in the day. Um, that was pretty good. And don't, don't play Thief 4. That game was terrible. But like the early, early Thief games were kind of like that. So I could kind of see maybe that getting adapted into an arrow, a green arrow game. Um, yeah, it would work. But no, nothing yeah. really jumps to mind, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of a way, because I think a Flash video game would be quite good. But I can't think of any games that have done anything... I mean, you've got Sonic in terms of like speed and stuff. Because what 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 games do you have where a character is running or moving that fast? Obviously, you have like dash mechanics in certain games, but I'm talking about like well, we all know what the Flash is, you know, that that kind of fast running speed. But I don't know, maybe you maybe you take some sort of Sonic mechanics and you make a Flash game for that. Obviously, you'd have to do a little bit more in depth sort of combat and you do the whole speed force thing and all that sort of thing. But uh, that could be um, be a possibility. I've forgotten. I had two others in mind, but I've forgotten them for, for some reason, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, I think a Walking Dead game with, with Days Gone-style gameplay mechanics would uh, would be pretty good. Because you've, you've got the Horde mechanics in there. You've got everything else I think you pretty much need to do. Because in terms of... I mean, we've had, you know, the Telltale Walking Dead games. They were great. We've had some other ones that have been okay. But uh, I think if you were to do another Walking Dead game that's not one of them mobile game things... Um, then yeah it it would be time to do like a big open world kind of thing where you have tasks and that sort of thing and i th- i do think 
in terms of the zombie games I can think of, that Days Gone is the closest that would be mechanic-wise to to that sort of thing. So that could be quite good. Um, I'll try. I'll try and remember the other ones for next week or for the end of the podcast. But they've just you know you know when you have something in your head and it sort of just uh, it goes. Uh, that's basically what happened. So. Um, but yeah, let us know, of course, which games you would like as, uh, you know, which, which franchises you would like as big AAA video games. So let us know. Uh, in terms of emails and feedback, uh, there might have been a thing. Uh, obviously, we've talked about, you know, Sony's going to be doing this event tomorrow, and we do have an email about that. Of course, if you want to send in your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, whatever, either about the video games we just talked about or anything related to them or anything that entertainment talk does uh matthew at entertainment talk.org twitter e talk uk there's the contact page and information in your show notes kaylee says not sure if you'll get this email in time we thankfully did uh but sony is revealing the ps5 tomorrow with mark cerny he is the architect of the of the playstation uh and then she says predictions question mark um what do you think we could see tomorrow from sony regarding the playstation 5 I mean, realistically, we could see anything. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that we see what it looks like. Yeah. And I know, and I'm, and I know, I know, I know that I'm in the minority of it, but I hope it actually looks like the dev kits that we've seen because at least that would look cool. I mean, the the Series X kind of looks like a giant brick, but you know, that's how they designed it. And if you go through the video on YouTube and show that shows the uh, um, the breakdown of it, you can see why it looks like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, outside of that, um, I'd like to see, obviously, you know, the, the system, the controllers, things like that, get a better sense of what we're going to get with the PS5. Yeah. So, I mean, if you, uh, to be honest, if you're going to go on a vi- – I don't know what stage he's going to be standing on or where he's going to be. If you're going to bring Mark Sony out and you're going to talk about the PlayStation 5, I do expect to see it. Because if you're going to say, like – Okay, you're going to talk about what ports are on it, and you know how you manage the storage, and basically, you know, basically the things that Microsoft's already talked about. You know, the the different slots on the console, and how are they going to manage their storage, and what is the thing going to look like? How does the controller work? It would be pretty ideal if you know if you come out and say, "Hey, the controller can do this, the console can do that." Show us what it looks like. Um, you know, uh, and I, I'm pretty excited. I mean, you know, it would be a new reveal of a next generation console, which is always pretty exciting. So. Do you think we'll see any game announcements tomorrow? Probably not, just because, I mean, we might see like more like Ghost of Tsushima, things like that, right. but those are all coming out on the current generation, so I highly doubt we're going to get anything substantial game-related. I mean, we'll definitely get some game, just because, um, you know, you got to have something, something to show the console right. on. D- demonstration, yeah. Yeah, but it'll be for games that we already know are coming out. Yeah, or they'll show off like Spider Man or Last of Us or yeah something that's already already coming out. Yeah, because uh, they they did before. Remember when they did the whole Wired thing and they they showed um, Spider Man running on PS Five. So maybe maybe we'll see something like that. But for yeah, Last of Us or Ghost of uh, Tsushima or something. Um, yeah, so uh, get your expectations to where you want them, I suppose. I don't really know what that means, but uh, yeah. I mean, don't expect to see, like, hey, here's Horizon 2 and here's this and that. If they're talking specifically about, like, the console, I get uh, the minimum I kind of expect is, okay, show us the console finally, show us the controller, and then talk about its features. Like, okay, what are you doing with backwards compatibility? What are you maybe doing with, maybe we can see some PlayStation Now Stuff possibly. I mean, I mean, if they tie that into like backwards compatibility and what the console can do, 
I'm assuming that will feed into that program because they have been adding a lot of games to it and stuff recently. And uh, of course, you do have the PS2 and the PS3 games on there, and that could feed into that conversation. But for one, we don't know how long they're even going to be talking for. Um, it doesn't seem like a state of play kind of thing. They didn't mention it was going to be. They just said a presentation on, assumably, Twitch or YouTube or something, and obviously on their website. But uh, we will see what they got planned for tomorrow. By the way, uh, it's uh, 9 a.m. Pacific time, uh, 4 p.m. UK time because. Uh, Americans have gone forward an hour, haven't you? Uh, yeah. For, for daylight, yeah, for daylight savings. So it would have it would have normally been five p.m. UK time, but it's four p.m. UK time, um, and then that would be is that midday? Um, yeah, probably? that's gonna be gonna be noon at my time. Yeah, noon midday. For, and for I, I forget Eastern. which uh, podcast I was listening to, but it was a it was a gaming podcast based in the UK, and that was something that they said is like the only good thing about this. Uh, this everything getting shut down is that when they do do online stuff, they're hoping that it's going to be more reasonable time for people in the UK. Because some of the some of those demonstrations, yeah. you it was like two three in the morning for you. <laughs> yeah, every year E three for for Sony to two a.m. and Game Awards two a.m. as well. So that was great. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll see what Sony has got planned for tomorrow. And that. Yes, that is everything I've got written down. So I'll just double check in. Um, so yeah, I'll try and remember what those other two games were. You know what will probably happen? I'll edit this podcast, post it, go and walk the dog, and then I'll remember. Because that's usually what happens. So, because uh, there's been times before where we've done other podcasts and I've gone and like edit, publish, two hours later. Oh yeah, I meant to say that. So uh, we will see um, what happens with everything. So yeah, stay safe. I don't need to tell you what to do. You already know what to do. Uh, stay safe. Keep away from certain people or whatever and uh, look after yourselves but try to enjoy ourselves of course we got uh, yeah playstation 5 event to look forward to tomorrow there is quite a few dozen podcasts you can listen to on entertainment talk of course david uh, has got news stuff tv and film news geek town radio on tuesdays uh, look out for those uh, geektown.co.uk and geek town radio if you search for geek town on anything internet related you should be able to find it so uh, look out for those and uh, yeah that will keep you all entertained so hopefully so uh, stay safe and uh, look after yourselves. So, um, anything else, Robert? Uh, no, I just I'm really looking forward to this blowing over. I'm really curious to see what we're going to get from uh, mm. Sony tomorrow, and we'll just go from there. We will indeed. So uh, yeah, stay safe. EntertainmentTalk.org, Geek Thunder Credit UK, and uh, have yourselves a good time with that stuff. Uh, you can of course find, like I said, everything on entertainmenttalk.org. If you'd like to support the podcast and support Entertainment Talk, that would be really great and really helpful. Patreon, of course, we're on there. Just search for Entertainment Talk, and there's also links in your show notes. There is review options and ad-free podcast options, $1 or $3. There's two different tiers. Just check those out and uh, make a decision on that. Um, Amazon affiliate link, if you're shopping on Amazon, excuse me, uh, we can get a small cut of what you spend. But it won't cost you extra. That's with the affiliate link. iTunes feeds, of course, please rate, review, and subscribe to those. Get subscribed to Geek Town and get subscribed to Entertainment Talk. Uh, just search for those two things on your podcast services, and you should be able to find them on there. Um, word of mouth, of course, please tell people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds, uh, all the different content that we cover, and all that sort of thing. Uh, the only two bits of content that are going to be paused at the moment is film reviews and football because of course there's no sports basically at the moment so everything else video game coverage we're going to keep doing every week and uh, obviously all the shows that we're covering at the moment are pretty much going to continue as well so that's just a mini little podcast update as well so there you go um 
yeah, uh, of course, social media, please share them on Facebook and Twitter, and if you're allowed to, put them in different Facebook groups, and lastly, if you want to watch us play different video games, me and David stream on Twitch, Robert streams on Mixer, and look out for Let's Play Sundays. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.